Welcome everyone, Bez Hashem. We're learning Baruch Hashem of Bezim at Bez on the top line of the page. And we continue with the discussion of the different statements of Ben Azai that we had in the bottom of Samach Bezim at Aleph. And Ben Azai is now going to give us some eights as well. And Ben Azai tells us, Tanya, in regards to health of taking care of your body, Ben Azai Yoymer, Al Kol Mishkov Shchav Chutz Karka. You can lie in everything and anything except on the ground. And the Mepharshim explained that this is referring to specifically if you're not wearing any clothing because the cold of the ground, and the ground meaning literally the dirt, the earth, the way it was back then, that's what it's referring to, is, is, uh, is harmful for the cold of if, you, if your body gets cold and gets sick. Um, however, there is a question to be asked because the mission says in Perkyovis, this is the way of Torah, pas that the Mishnah says, what is the way of Torah? So the Medrash Shmuel explains, not that you have to acquire Torah in this following way, in Perk Vav or Perk Yavis, but if this happens, that all you have to eat is Paz B'melech, bread and salt, a measurement of water, and they sleep on the ground, that's it. That's, 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 that's the way of Torah, acquiring Torah. So it seems like to be a kasha over here. So it's not a kasha. The, the terrorist is the yavitz brings us down, and the answer is is because if you if you only have the ground to sleep on, you put down a blanket first. The point is our gemara here that Benaz is telling us if you're not wearing clothing back then, it was very common that they go to sleep without clothing on because they didn't have the clothing would wear out a lot. Fine. It's like Marvaiter. Another piece of eitza. I'll call Moshe shave on everything you can sit down. But don't sit on a beam. A beam is something dangerous because if you fall off the beam, it's not a good result. Amar Shmuel, sleeping by dawn is good for a person's body. Just like if you have um, steel and it's tempered steel is a better type of, uh, it's glazed over, excuse me, it's, it's protected, so too sleep in the morning is good. He says further, Yitzia, when the person goes to the bathroom, you see so many Gemaras about the importance of going to the bathroom, don't keep the excrement and the, the waste product inside of your body, is also, Yitzia Bamarishachar is also, is Ki'istim once again, is, uh, is expressed as good for the body, just like the, the solid um, steel that is, is good for the metal product. Now, we have a Gemara over here with Baikaparo. And it also tells us different Aitzas of Brius for the Guf. He would sell pieces of chachma for money. In other words, he person would say, okay, I'll give you X amount of money, however you're charging. Tell me some words of chachma. You're a smart man. Okay? It's education. So he says as follows, Before you get starving, you should go eat. You're like, wow, that sounds brilliant, huh? Okay, then we'll look at the next one. Okay, say, before you get very thirsty, you should drink. Now, the Mepharshim explained a few things. Number one, they're saying like this, if a person has a desire to eat food when he's hungry, I don't understand this, but they explain that if he pushes it off and he eats later, it's not going to be beneficial for him. Okay? So it's not just like like a car, which is a the gas is, is empty, it's in the car, and you fill it up, so it doesn't matter if it's like, you know, here, there, you fill it, now, now it's full. 
Here, apparently, if you're eating when you're desiring the food, it's going to be beneficial for you. But if you eat when you pushed off that desire, it's not going to be beneficial. Fine. The Gura says as follows. The Gura says these Gemaras have a deeper meaning. And when you're when you have a desire to eat food, <coughs> go eat the food. Food represents limen atayra. There are times a person gets inspired. He comes to a shir, he goes to first seder, of course, right? Whatever it might be. He gets inspired to learn. The Gros saying, chaparain, don't waste that opportunity. Go learn Torah. Don't waste it. Same thing. If you have a desire, you're thirsty, go drink, says the Gros, that refers to that refers to mitzvahs. If you have this, this urge, sometimes we get excited, you want to go do a mitzvah. But then the Yitzhahara will say, oh, you know, don't worry, you have, you have time, you can get, get to it later. You know what happens? You forget about it, you cool down, that excitement goes away. That's what now the Chachma we can understand <coughs> by Kapara, what he's telling us over here. The Tzachis say, when you're thirsty, meaning, when you have this desire to do a mitzvah, go ahead and do it. Furthermore, the Razcha Kidreich, Shfoich, if your food is getting burnt, then throw it out. What does this mean? Uh, so, so also, once again, uh, if your body is, is, uh, needs to go to relieve itself, then go to the basic keys, go to the, the bathroom. If you hear the sound of a horn in Rome, which is a sign that they are doing business, and specifically over here the topic is of selling figs. Bar mizabin taine. And if you want to, if the son wants to sell his father's figs, but the father's not around, so sell the figs when there's an interest to sell the figs. And because if you wait for your father to come back, then the market might have changed and there won't be a lack of interest. Once again, of course, there are other meanings, deeper meanings to these, these Gemaras here. Furthermore, and Margos goes back now to a person who's nifne, who goes to the basic say and goes to the bathroom. Abaye says to the Talmidim, When you're going on the path to go to the city of Mechuzah, don't look to the right and don't look to the left. Just stay focused and walk, walk straight ahead of you and go in front of you. Why is that? Dilma Yasvi, so there are two different girsas. We're going to read the first girsa, and then we'll go back to read it again in the second girsa, two different texts. So, Dilma Yasvi Neshev, Elav Erech Arol, Istakulibu, because maybe the women will be sitting on the side of the road, like further in, and they're trying to relieve themselves, that's where they go to the bathroom. And they think they're in a secluded place, and the person happens to be looking away over there, and all of a sudden he sees that the lady is going to the bathroom, which is not appropriate. Now, Another, uh, the Messiah Shas, they bring a different text that not nun shin yud, which means neshe, which means women, but rather they add the two letters aleph yud, which means inshi, which means men. Maybe the men will be going to the bathroom, which is what we discussed earlier, and it's not appropriate to be watching the person when he's going to the bathroom. Mara says further, we now come back to the topic of not talking while one is in the basic kisei. And then this goes back all the way to the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, Simon Dalit, 
and the halacha lamaisa, one should not be talking when they go into the bathroom. Now, if you're in the room of the bathroom, okay, and you didn't start relieving yourself, you halachically can talk. Now, not everybody knows what you're doing in there, or rather, no one knows what you're doing in there. Okay, that being the case, it, it, it's it's a it's a it's an eitz toiva. Not saying halachically, but if people hear you going to the bathroom, now if you didn't start doing anything, can you talk? Yeah, but the people don't know if you started or not, right? So there's still a le- lack of atznius going on over there to some degree. But once a person starts starts relieving himself, conversations do not exist. That's halacha. Okay. Now listen to the mice over here. Rav Safro, all the basic kisei. He went to the bathroom. Also, Rav Abba wants to come to that bathroom. So what did he do? So at the outside of this bathroom, he grunted, he made a cough, he made some sound. So it was like a sign to see, well, is anyone in there? Like a knock on the door. So the response was, Omar lay. So Rasafa says, Lay Omar. You could come inside. Bossed the Nafak after Rasafa came out from the bathroom, Omar Lay Rabbi Abba says to Rasafra, Ad Hashloy Ayud Lusayer Ugumarit Lach Mil Desayer. You didn't go to the land of Sayer. Now who's from Sayer? Rabisa, who's from Sayer? Asaph. Asaph is Rome, right? Excellent. So he says, you didn't go there, but nonetheless, you're behaving like the Romans. Meaning what? That you're talking and you're expressing a lack of sneers, a lack of modesty in the bathroom. You know, I, I, I feel compelled, I have to say this, because I know we're being recorded, because I turned on the recorder. <laughs> okay? And it's going to be going to other places as well. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Shurim, but I will tell you, and I've said, we've spoken about this a few times already, Person, you know, I, I've gone to the basic say I'm telling you, people have conversations back and forth. You know, people are sh- everybody here is shaking their heads. You know, it's, it's, it's like, you're, I'm not just talking when they're by, by the stalls, you know, urinating. I'm not that people are, people are in the stalls themselves and they have conversations back and forth. It's, it's the most craziest thing in the world. You, you know, it's not just by children. And not just by children. It's by adults also. It's... It, it, and sometimes they're on cell on the cell phone also, okay, in public places like this, and, and and they're having business meetings. It's the craziest thing. Who does this type of behavior? The Romans. Asaph, Rabbi say Asaph. Who's Asaph? Asaph is a Malik. <laughs> this is a, do we want to have behavior like a Malik? You know, we just had the we had the parsha b'shalach recently, and we had the discussion over there at the end of the parsha, not to to remember what a Malik did. Ramayisha says, what do you mean remember what Amalek did? What, what, what are you supposed to remember? You're supposed to know the Midas Royce of Amalek. Don't behave like Amalek. This is a lack of tzniyas. A lack of modesty. Back inside the Gemara. So, uh, we have over here, Rav Safa told, told Rabbi Abba to come inside the bathroom so Rabbi Abba is like giving him some teichach over here, a little rebuke, and saying like, you're behaving like the Romans. Why are you talking to me in the bathroom? Did we not learn in Tamid in Perich Avav, it says, Medura there was this this uh, big bonfire, big fire over there. And there was a big bathroom, it was called Beis of Kovod. 
It wasn't a big bathroom. It was a basic easy of covet of honor. Now, that they would go to the bathroom over there. Now, after the Kahanim would, would, would uh, go to the bathroom, they would toivel. And, and then they warm themselves up by this fire. Okay? So they shouldn't get cold. And this is the reason why it's called the basic Isa covet. That if Matsui know, if they found it was locked, be a Guess what? Someone's in there. If someone's in there, that means don't go in because it's not sneeze. Apparently it's one person at a time. However, if they found it open, be a this once again is the Mishnah in Tamid, be a dua, she'en shamadam. That there's no one there. Alma, lava erech arohu. So you see, it's not erech It's not derech eretz to be talking in the basic kisa in the bathroom. And the fact that the door is locked is a simon that that uh, someone's there. You should not be talking. So why are you telling me to come in? <laughs> now, it's a funny back and forth over here. Look at the Shakavatari. So the Gemara says, now Rasavah says back, Rasavah says back, you know why I told you to come in? Because I thought I thought you really were in an emergency situation and you really had to relieve yourself. And the person is in an emergency situation doesn't relieve himself and, and depending on why he has to go to the bathroom, he can bring himself physical harm. So, the who, Rav Safa says, Savar, Mesukanu. He thought that Riyabha was in a dangerous state. She was mamish as the emergency. The Tanya, Bisham ben if a person has to uh, urinate and I'm sorry, he has to, he has to uh, uh, sit down and go to the bathroom. Maybe as ultimately they had had It can bring a person to uh, dropsy or whatever this is. The stomach uh, illness is swelling up with the stomach. Silon is if a person has to relieve himself and urinate and he does not go to the bathroom. Maybe as ultimately they rakin can bring a person person to jaundice. So that's why Rav Safra said to Rav Abba, "You can come in." Zagmar Vaiter. Rebelezer all Lebeis Kisei. Rebelezer Elazer went to the Beisak Kisei. Also, who uh, first it says really Parsa, right? But the, the Gemara corrects it and really it should be, say Roima. And you'll see from the end of this Gemara, it, it, first of all, from the Gemara we just had, it fits better to say Roima, the Roman. As well as in the end of the Gemara, it fits better to say uh, Roman. In fact, there's another Gemara that tells us that the Parsaim, the Persians, were certain, actually, Sunu in certain aspects, okay? But, uh, basically, what happened was, there's this Roman, Dachke, who kicked Rabbi Elazar out of the bathroom, okay? Come Rabbi Elazar, Nafak, Rabbi Elazar went out, also, Durkoino, Shamte Lekar Kishay, a Nachash, a snake came along, and ripped out the rectum of this Roman and killed him. I didn't realize this is a funny piece here. I see some people laughing about this. Okay. Rabbi Elazar um, said about this scenario, he said that the Pasuk says in Yeshev, and I love you and I'll place a person in your place. In other words, if Rabbi Elazar's understanding was if, if he would not have been kicked out, that snake would have come along and he would have been the victim. Okay? So, but he says over here, Atikrei Adam Ele Edoim. Don't read it Adam, but read the Adam with the different Nakudas vowelization and it should read as Edoim. So you see over here the correct 
pronounce the, rect, uh, the correct text over here is not the per, Persian, the Parasoi, but rather the Roman. This is true Maiso. True Maiso. True Maiso. Maiso happened. I can't tell you the date. I wasn't exactly there at the time. Oh. But this true Maiso. Maiso Kachoya. Yes. Not a marshal. This is exactly what happened. Okay. Now, uh, Rabbi Isai, before we begin the next Gemara, we can give a little introduction. Okay. The Hagdama we need to see, to have, uh, be aware of before we see the next piece of Gemara is as follows. David Melech is running away from Shaul Melech. Okay. Shaul tried to kill him. David hides, hides in the cave. Shaul Melech needs to go to the bathroom. He picks a cave. Lo and behold, with, a, with, with the Siyad Dishmaya, because Baruch orchestrates it, that is the same cave David's hiding in. David's men say to, to David, kill him. He's right here. Here's your enemy. Kill him. Someone's trying to kill you. You go kill him first. David sees that sneers that we've been discussing here that a, that a person should be annoyed with, with, with uh, going to the bathroom. That show covered himself 100% at the point you couldn't even know what he was doing. And there's no one there. He didn't know anyone was there. He thought he was all alone. Says David, someone who is noyeg with such modesty, <clears throat> it can't really be he's trying to kill me. What does David do? He goes and he cuts the corner of his cloak. And as David over here is shaking his head, that was not a good idea. Why? Because what happened was, the Gemara tells us that whoever is mevazabig adem, whoever desecrates clothing, so it's at the end going to, to not warm him up. So, Let's just discuss that for a second. Later, when David became older, and the clothing says we're not able to keep him warm because over here in this situation. But let's go back to the situation. Why did David cut the corner? Because after Shaul goes back out of the cave, he goes back down to his troops. David Melech comes out of the cave and he screams out. He says, Shaul, my Melech, my king, my father-in-law. And he says to him, do you recognize this? And he's looking, he's looking, looking. He says, this is your cloak. I just, I could have killed you. I cut it off in the corner of, 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 of your garment. So therefore, you see, I'm not trying to kill you. Now, why, why are you trying... If, if Hashem incited you against me, says David, so let's just stop this. The Mark continues and says, Hashem says, you're calling me a Macy's? You're calling me and someone who's inciting you, you shawl against you? Hashem says to David, I'm going to... I'm going to give you something you're going to forget that even the little children, the cheder, they all know about. How do you count people? It's a parshin two weeks from now. He sees the Rosh Yisrael by, by a machetz shekel. That's how you count. Parshin Shkolem. You're going to forget about that. And David went ahead and he counted people one at a time. Then the Magefa came, a plague came. And then the Gemara will tell us how long the plague lasted for. And then, then the Gemara is going to tell us who was punished for the, the death of, of the people of the plague. It was really one person. That is the introduction to the Gemara, which we'll see it now inside. The Pasuk says in Shmuel Aleph, Perch of Dalid, Pasuk Yud, V'omar alecha. <clears throat> so David said these words, V'omar alecha. When he's saying to Shoal, like we explained in the introduction, that I could have killed you and I had compassion on you. So Gemara asks a dicta question, a grammar question, that it should be v'amar v'amarti mi The correct way that David should have said it is 
not for Omar, Omar T, and I say, not Vatochas and, and compassion, I, Vatochasti, I had compassion, or rather, Chasti, I had compassion on you, show. That's why I didn't kill you. <coughs> That's Gemara's question. Amr Abelazar, so the Gemara is now going to explain, like we said earlier, Amr David Lishol, David says to Shol, really from the letter of the law, you are, 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 are someone who's chasing after me, and therefore I can kill you. Because as we learn in Sanhedrin, that person who's coming to kill you, you can kill him first. Someone's coming to kill you, you go kill him first. It's the tznius, it's the modesty that you displayed when you went to the bathroom and you thought you were all alone, that's what saved you. And that's what the Gemara is explaining. It's not chasti, it's, it's, your, it's the meat of tznius. That's why it says in the Pasuk, that tachos is going on, the, the, the compassion is that it's the modesty that, that saved you. Umaki, what is this tznius that, that the Shoal expressed? The it says, that he came, Shaul came to Gidrus Hatsoin on the road. What does it mean? There was one fence within another fence, and there was one chamber of this cave within another chamber of the cave. And Shaul went all the way in. Then this is Lahaseich. Esraglo, what does it mean? Lahasech Esraglo, what does it mean? The Amr Rebbe Lazar, the Lamed Shesoch Shesochach Atzmoi Kesuko. He covered himself like a sukkah. By the way, Rabbi Yisai, if you follow who the man the Amr is over here of this Memra of this Gemara, who is this over here? This is Rebbe Lazar. This, I believe, is the same Rebbe Lazar we had above, who was kicked out by the Romans. Right, when he went to the basic Kisei, right? So you see the flow of the Balmemra, see the connection over here, fine. So you see the sneers that David had, like that Shirin Shaul had, is what saved him. That that David then went and cut up the corner of his Beged. Whoever Disgraces clothing at the end will not benefit from them. And David was old in his days, getting old in his days. This is the first parak, the first pasuk in Malachim Aleph, 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 Aleph. And the clothing did not warn him. Why? Because earlier he cut off the baguette of Shaul. Now, just to come full, full circle here. Why did Shaul deserve for his beggar to be cut off? Because when Shmuel Navi told him, you're going to lose your malchus, and then when he left, when Shmuel Navi was walking away, Shaul was so distraught, <coughs> excuse me, he was so distraught that he bent down and he was trying to grab Shmuel Navi, and he actually ripped his clothing without intending to do so. Now, Gemara says further, that what did David say when he held when he held that actual cloth and he was calling down to to uh, Shaul Melech? Now, parenthetically, I just want to point something out that David went down and he took a tzapachas, he took a jug, 
that belonged to, Shmu, to, to Shaul Melech. And, he, and, and so now David has this jug and he has this, this piece of the cloak. And he's going to scream down to Shaul and his army, look, look what I have. I, first of all, I have a piece of your, your cloak. So I could have killed you. I don't want to fight with you. Let's stop this right now. Then he says, look what else I have. I have this sapachas. <coughs> I have this, this, your water bottle, your canister. What's it called when they go, go to uh, soldiers? That, uh, the, canteen, the, canteen. Canteen, the canteen. The canteen, right? Right? They call it flash today? No, I'm saying the canteens, right? So he, say, he, say, he says, I, I, I was right by your head. I could have killed you. Now, here's the truth. Here's what happened. Avner was the general of Shaul. This is the parenthetical point, which we don't need to know so much now, but I'll, I'll share this with you right now. That Avner was embarrassed. Because how did David get these, these items? Must be the general didn't do his job. So Avner says to David, to, to Shaul, no, 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 no. It must have been that your cloak got torn off in the thorn bushes and David picked it up from over there. And that's not your flask, that's a different flask, never different canteen. And the later on in Navi, the words are used and it comes back to haunt uh, Avner. But that's that's for Shmuel Bayes later on, <coughs> not for now. Someone wanted to say something? Okay, we're good. Now, what does the Navi say? Now, what does the Mar say now? So, David said to show, Im Hashem hesesicho bi yorach mincha. If Hashem was the one who enticed you to come and, and, and chase after me, accept my tefillah and let's stop this battle. Oh, now, look at the Gemara here. Amar Rabbi Elazar. Once again, Rabbi Elazar says, Amar Leakolish Baruch Hu David. Hashem says to David, Mesis Karisali. You call me a Mesis? What's a Mesis? Someone who encourages someone to do something wrong. So Hashem says, Akolish Baruch Hu. Rabbi Shalom says, David, you call me a Mesis? Hare Ani Machshilcha B'Davar Shafilu Tinak Shabbos Rabin Yoydinoi Say. I'm going to cause you to stumble, even in something that little children know about. The Chesiv it says in the parsha we're going to have in a few weeks in Mitzvah Hashem. How do we count Yidin? By Machas Shekel. That's how we count. But David counted them without the Machas Shekel. He forgot about this. Miyad, what happens afterwards? Pasuk says, Vayamoid Satan al Yisrael, the Satan came, the Pasuk continues and says, Vayoses, the same word, Esischa. But Yosef says, David, Limnoi says, Yisrael, he encouraged this endeavor, Yomim, Aleph, Chav, Aleph, Aleph. Ksev, it says, in Shmuel Beis, Chav, Dalet, Aleph. This is at the end of Shmuel Beis, what does it say there? But Yosef says, David, Baham, Lamar, Leich, Menei, Es Yisrael. Go and count, Kla Yisrael. Since they counted them, they didn't take Kaifer Nashoi. They didn't take the Machas of Shekel. They chsev, Vayiktein Hashem, Dever B'Yisrael, Me'abayker Ev'ad, Eis Mo'yev. What happened was next was that Hashem put, gave a plague, punished them by counting incorrectly, and the Dever, a, a, a plague came to Klai Yisrael. From when? This is very important now because that's the next piece of Gemara. Me'abayker, from the morning, Ad, Eis Mo'yev, until Eis Mo'yev. Now, my Esmoyed, what is Esmoyed? The time of the meeting. Omar Shmuel, Sova, Chasnei, 
The plague lasted from the time, according to this opinion, from the shechit of the carbon tamid was shechted in the morning until the amount of time it takes to do what? To sprinkle the blood, which is not a long time. Okay? Now, you don't need a long time to cause a lot of damage. It'll cause, you know, be, right? No, it was it was from the morning until until the next time to bring the carbon. Now the Gemara says, continues, So the Malach Amashkis went and destroyed Baam Rav, a lot of people in, in the in from the nation. So is it a lot of people? So it says Gemara, Amar Rabbi Lozer, Amar Lekosh Baruch Hu Hashem says to the Malach, Amaves, to the Satan, Toil li rav shebehem. I want, says Akosh Baruch to the Malach, I want someone who's very choshev. I want somebody who's worth a lot of people. His value is valuable. Sheyesh boi li paramihem kamil choivos. Because they have a lot of choivos. To pay back for the for for this avera, boisu shah meis avishai ben struria she shakul ruba shel sanhedrin. At that time, one person died. That one person was valued as the majority of the sanhedrin. Who is this one person? This is actually a person who saved David's life when it was David's nephew, because struria was actually David's sister. Why, why is Avisha called Ben? You don't usually have Ben, the mother's name. But the Mepharshim explained because since David was the sister of Tzuriya, so she was getting, she got the covered because of the greatness of David. So it was Avishai Ben Tzuriya. So, so Avishai was valued such a great tzaddik as Raiv Sanhedrin. Just to digress for a second, when, <clears throat> when David, Martin Sanhedrin and Chalik, when David was about to be killed by Yishbi Benoiv. I know the names sound very similar. It's a little confusing. Yishbi was the brother of Goyus, also a giant. Yishbi was fighting with David. He took David. He tied him up. He threw him up in the air. And he took a spear and he put the spear on the ground. And David was about to fall. And his end was going to come. And on the spear, Avishai came there at the right time. And he said, Hashem Hashem, one of Hashem's names, and he safely put David down, and, and then eventually they killed Orpa, this is Rus's sister, and Yishbi, Rabbi Yisai, we're going to have to wait for Chelek, Mitz Hashem, in Sanhedrin, <coughs> to see that discussion. Let's go back over here. This way, you know, we're finishing Brachas, Mitz Hashem, soon you want to come back for more, right? Okay. Yomari says, brings a positive, of Hashchis Ro'o, Hashem Vainachim. That's a passing Deva Yaman. Mara wants to know what does it mean, my raw? What did Hashem see <coughs> that caused Hashem to have a Nechama, to be to be uh, comforted and to stop this plague business? Amarav Ra'a Yaakov Avinu. You saw Yaakov Avinu. What does it mean? Hashem saw Yaakov. It means the schus, the merit of Yaakov Avinu. The Chsivit says, 
So the schus of, of, of uh, Yaakov Avinu, that's what consoled, if you will, Hashem from his wrath. With Shmuel Amar, a forishal Yitzchak Ra. Shmuel says that he saw the Aether of Yitzchak. Why we start with Yaakov first and the Yitzchak afterwards? I don't know. Now, in other words, not going chronological. That's so. So uh, the Mefarshim asked, "What do you mean a farsha Yitzchak? That that we know it was the seh that was burnt. So the different ways of understanding over here. One is that, as we say in the Roshana and the Yom Naran davening, that and it's based on the Gemara and Brachas we had earlier in Davav and Aleph, which is." That if a person wants to do a mitzvah and he's nenas, he's not able to do the mitzvah, he gets the schar like he did the mitzvah. Yitzchak Avinu wanted to be the carbon. And the Mephoshim explained that Kishbar who sees the ashes of Yitzchak and remembers that schus of Akedas Yitzchak, and then it's a tremendous schus for Klayasel. So that's what it means over here also. Akishbar who saw the Eforashel Yitzchak. That Yitzchak was willing to be totally sacrificed. Only because Hashem told Avram, stop, don't do it. <laughs> but Klabi Shmaya, in the Kodesh Baruch's eyes, one way of understanding is that he was actually shechted. Okay. Rabbi Yitzchak Nafka Amar, Kesef Kippurim, that the, the money that Klaisa gave in the Midbar, with the first counting by Parsha Kisisa, that's what Ra, that's what Hashem saw, as it says, <coughs> And you take the Kesef Kippurim here, it doesn't mean Yom Kippur, it means the redemption. The Kesef, the money of the redemption for each soul, each person. That Hashem saw the Beis Amidosh and then his wrath went away. Let's go a little further here. Fine. The mission told us, should not go to the Harabais where the base is with his walking stick, and he should not make it a shortcut. Kapandria. So Mar wants to know, my Kapandria. What is this Kapandria? Amar Rava Kapandria is Kishma. You know what a kapandri is? It's like the name. Oh, very good. So now we know what it means because we just said it's like this name. Okay, so really it's an acronym. How so? Ravchino, rather, bar Adam Ishmei, the Rav Samad Berei, the Rav Mori Omar, it's command the Omar in the like a person says to his friend, Adamakifno Adore, excuse me. So, in other words, like a person says to his friend, instead of me going all the way around, Makif, a Kapandria, instead of me going all the way around, Adori Baha, I'll go in this this pathway, meaning I'll take a shortcut. Okay? So, a person should not make a shortcut in the Harabayas. And as we learn today, what do we have to close the thing by the, by the base of Mikdash? We have the basic Nessus. And what we're saying is that a person should not make a basic nesses in our generation into a shortcut. I mean, that's our last piece of Gemara we see over here now. Amrav Nachman, 
Amar Rabba Baravua, Hanichlis the base Akinesis when it goes into a shul, Almanashuloi la soyusai kapandria, and he wants to make not to make it a a, a a shortcut, but he rather he wants to sit in the shul a little before he goes out of the shul. Mutter la soyusai kapandria. In that case, he's permitted to take that shortcut route. In other words, if he goes into the shul and he sits in the shul even for a short time. Then he's permitted to go and take what we'll call the shortcut route, because he's not just cutting through; he's going into the shul for the shul itself. Rabbi says, If apparently there was a shortcut before they built the shul, then it would also be permissible for him to use that shortcut as well. And the third understanding is, When it goes to shul to Davin. Then he is permitted to go in one way and then out the other way. In other words, you come in, let's say, one one direction, and you're permitted to go out the other direction, <coughs> even though it's not going to be an easier route, like a shortcut for you. That's not that's not a problem. <speaking in Hebrew> so just like when they came to the base of Migdash for the Alila Regal, excuse me, Alila Regal, they would go up one way and go out the other way, even though the other way would be possibly a a uh, shorter route. It will come up one way and go out the other direction. We will stop your pickup of the next piece from Urikiko that is also to spit by the Har Abayas. It says in the Nabi that 